Hello, everybody. Hello, friends, family. Welcome to the Totally Kind of Okay podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Joy Bankhead, and thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I am doing really well. It is the last day of 2023. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. You guys, can you believe it's the end of 2023? Um, wow. I don't know. How has your year been? Send me an email. Send me an email to totallykindofokay at gmail.com and let me know what your year's been like. I'm going to talk about my year this episode and specifically my mental health throughout the year. And just, yeah, today is a good day. I got a workout in went to (laughs) Total Wine and More, got stocked up for a little shindig tonight, little get together, and um, yeah, gonna get dressed up in a pretty dress, and go out, meet a couple friends at the bar, and then come back, and it's gonna be a fun night, so I'm excited, and it's been a good day already today. This podcast is designed to help you improve your mental health after listening to each episode. Uh, I talk about real life experiences with mental health issues and disorders. We discuss mental health treatment and tools you can apply to your life today. We also talk about healthy habits that improve your overall health mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, as well as I share my personal struggles and victories I've had with my mental health after being diagnosed over 11 years ago with bipolar type 2 and seasonal depression, generalized anxiety, ADHD, and marijuana addiction. This episode is a recap of how on how my mental health was throughout 2023. I am doing this because I want to show you a little about what it's like to have bipolar disorder and how it affects me throughout the year. So I'm going to go through basically every couple months and do a recap of what my mental health was like during that time. And yeah, so you can, because bipolar is a cyclical disease, um, there is actually a bipolar type um, it's not type three, but there's uh, under the bipolar category in the Diagnostic Manual of Mental Disorders, it set the DSM-5. It categorizes, I think it's called like cyclical mood disorder or something like that. But all, whether you have type two or type one bipolar or the cyclical one, um, bipolar symptoms can change throughout the year. They can change rapidly. Like with type one, it's more rapid and you get more mania and longer durations of mania, more extreme symptoms. And then bipolar two, you you also get depression with bipolar one. You get periods of depression and they can last a long time. And then bipolar two, you have more periods of depression and usually they tend to be longer in duration. And then you have hypomania instead of mania. And so I've experienced it all this year. It's been quite an emotional year. Um, Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to talk about it all. And then after I talk about that, I'm going to also provide you with journal prompts you can use to reflect on your past year and set intentions for the next year for 2024. And I just, there's a few journal prompts. You don't have to do them all. You can do one of them if you want, or you can do a few. And, um, 
it's just for me every year for past like seven years, I do a inventory of my year and reflect and say, um, list things about last year and what I, you know, hope to accomplish next year. And then these journal prompts are give you more questions, like insightful questions to think about. It's not your typical, like, what was the best thing? You know, it's, it's more, um, introspective. So hopefully these journal prompts are good for you because they work for me and it's really helped me to change, make small changes over time over the past, you know, seven years or so. And okay, our affirmation for today is I am ready for the adventures and abundance I will experience in 2024. And we do an affirmation every episode in the beginning and the end, because I believe affirmations help create positive thoughts because we need more positive thoughts in this world. And it all starts with you and how you think and the things you tell yourself. So start telling yourself more positive things and you'll change not only your perspective, but the one perspective of people around you through your example. So let's say our affirmation three times together. I'm going to say it slowly so you can say it with me. All right. I am ready for the adventures and abundance I will experience in 2024. I am ready for the adventures and abundance I will experience in 2024. I am ready for the adventures and abundance I will experience in 2024. Yeah, so I just wanted to put it out there in the universe, good intentions for next year. From That's particularly what I'm looking for is adventure and abundance because my focus next year is traveling and working on finance, being financially better and having more savings and more investments and um, also, you know, growing my business so I can make more money and um, travel more. So those are my focuses for next year. And, uh, how was this year? This year was overall good. I learned a lot. Um, there was a lot of times where I would say the year was totally kind of okay. Um, because, uh, there were many times where I just was surviving and not thriving. And I'll talk about what times those were. And then once I got past the rough era, um, it, things started looking up and, um, then I experienced some more issues. So in January, January started off really good. Um, except it was cold. It was so cold in Payson, where I used to live at Payson, this small town in um, northern Arizona. Um, it was literally like freezing. We got so much snow, so much ice, and just like freezing temperatures. And that's why I was so excited that I got to go to Thailand in January. So I went for uh, 10 days, and I just had the time of my life. Actually, it was 11 days, but... Um, it was literally the best experience I've had my whole life. It was a bucket list trip. It was something I never imagined I could really do. And to be honest, the really the only way I was able to do it was because, well, one, because I started saving money from quitting smoking marijuana. I started saving money and I was working more, but obviously, you know, you got to pay for these trips. But the 
the best thing about this trip was that I did it with Flow World Travel. That's just F-L-O-W, Flow World Travel. And they go all over the world and they are literally the best travel agency. You, you, they give, they get like group rates because they do groups of like 10 to 12 people. Um, sometimes they're smaller groups, like six to eight people, but, um, they basically, you know, plan your, your package and everything. And it's, most of them are adventure trips. Actually, I think all of them are adventure trips. So you're doing like fun things outdoors and like going to local places and, um, exploring and everything. So they're super fun. Check them out. Flow World Travel. Um, I mean, my trip was like really not bad. My flight was the most expensive part of my trip. So anyway, check them out. Thailand was incredible and I definitely rode that high. So to go over what happened next in my year, I have to talk about 2022. And in 2022, I had, was doing amazing most of the year. And then Um, some family issues occurred and some of my trauma was brought up and I basically like started going backwards and I started not doing very well and by the end of the year so I was basically I was depressed like in November December before I went to Thailand and I didn't realize it at the time, I didn't, wasn't aware because I had some symptoms, but I was just ignoring them because I was on a pink cloud because I was literally so excited about my trip. Like I was counting down for six months to my trip. And so the countdown just got more exciting as the trip got nearer. And I basically was, um, not taking very good care of myself, but I didn't, really think about those things because I was just excited for the trip. And so my mental health started to get worse at the end of 2022. And the trip basically was like, it was like a manic high because it was 11 days. And you know, the days leading up to it are very busy and you're doing all these things. And um, I mean, I was sleeping like I actually slept really well on the trip. And the jet lag, I didn't have jet lag really on the way there. I just got it when I came home. But um, the whole thing was like kind of like if you are familiar with bipolar was like being on a manic high because every day was exciting. We were up, you know, not super early, but relatively early staying up late. Um, You know, every day was a new adventure, lots of drinking at night, lots of partying and it was a great time, but it was basically like I was on cloud nine. And then as soon as I came back from my trip in January, I actually ended up getting super depressed. I crashed. So I was riding this wave and it was like the high of the roller coaster. The buildup was the, you know, counting down to the trip was the buildup. And then you get to the top and it's like, Woo! you know, you like, uh, ride the roller coaster and it's exciting and thrilling. And then you stop. And then, you know, at the end it, it comes to a, a very like halt, you halt, like it's like, boom, it's done. Like after that you realize you're back in reality and 
yeah, I started getting super depressed. My family was concerned. Um, I started secluding myself. So I, I won't go into all the details of what the depression looked like because um, I did two episodes on the podcast already about it. I did episodes 12 and 13, and it's like a two-part series. Um, the part one, 12, episode 12, is about how I was depressed again, and that's where I go into all my symptoms and things that I didn't realize were happening and how I realized I was depressed by recognizing symptoms and signs and also talking to my support group. And... Um, so I'm not going to go into that. And then part two, episode 13 is how to get over depression and the tools that I was literally using in real time to get through the depression I was experiencing. So I was basically depressed like the end of January through May. Um, I, it was really hard. Like, I'm just going to say it was really hard. Um, I, my Bible study group ended. That was really hard on me because that was a big source of community for me and spiritual um, support and uh, emotional health because I got to talk about things in that group and they pray every, you know, we'd pray for everybody and um, it was a big part of my emotional and spiritual support team and that went away. So that was hard that, you know, and then I started you know, not getting out of the house very much. And by out of the house, I mean out of the trailer because I used to live in a trailer for three years. And I did stay in therapy. I kept going to therapy um, about every other week. And I did do some of my self-care habits, but I didn't clean very much. Like my place was always a mess. I did keep working out through that time, February to May and or January to May and I but I didn't focus on nutrition at all my nutrition started getting bad in like August September of 2022 and so it just got worse throughout that period of depression my binge eating got really bad and I was binging in the middle of the night and I talk about that on episodes 12 and 13 as well I went through a medication change because it um, because I was sleeping too much and I needed less of the uh, mood stabilizer that makes me sleepy. So I, I got off of that. That was hard, um, even though I really didn't, like I needed to sleep less. So it was good in a way, but medication changes in general are just a little bit difficult. They just throw you off for like a week or two. Um, I did, so there were some good things about February, January through May, I mean, besides Thailand, but I did go paddle boarding in April, so I started, uh, it was like the last week of April, I wrote the first chapter of my book in May, um, that's something I've always wanted to do is write a book, and so I just was like, screw it, and I just started, and so I've written a couple chapters this year, but um, one of the things I want to do next year is write the book, so that's a big goal of mine, um, and then I went hiking in May, and then so towards the end of May and beginning of June, I started feeling a lot better, um, my sleep was regulated, I started deep cleaning, I actually deep cleaned the trailer in May and June after it being messy for a few months, and I went hiking three times in June, paddle boarding, I went to church a couple times, and I would go to the pool about twice a week, and the pool, I just, 
I lived in a trailer park in Payson and we had the most amazing pool. It was so nice. It was heated. So in April and May, it was still really nice and beautiful. I miss that pool. I would say I started feeling like myself in May and June. I had more energy. I was wanted to be more social and get out and do more things. And I just, I felt less, I didn't feel that fog, like that cloud of depression just hanging over me. And then I would say I pretty much by the end of June was, had zero depression. And then July and August were really great. So because I have bipolar type two, it's very seasonal. And that's why in the winter, I tend to get more depressed. A lot of it has to do with less sunlight and like getting outside less because it's just cold outside. And that's one reason I'm excited to be back in Phoenix is because during the winter, like those are the best months in Phoenix because it's just beautiful outside. It's not too cold. And anyway, um, but in July and August, I was able to be, I spend lots of time outside. I went to the pool a lot. I went hiking, paddleboarding. I would read outside and I'd play with the dogs outside. We would play catch like twice a day because we were in the trailer. So we'd get outside and play catch. And, um, that really helped my mood. But the, um, the thing with bipolar is then you get the opposite side of the spectrum, right? So like after you're depressed, if once you get stabilized and then during the summer, it's a lot more energy, light, a lot of, um, um, more sunlight during the day. Um, so sometimes you start sleeping less. I actually, I didn't really sleep less, but I did go through a little hypomania and basically it looked like just a lot of energy. It was, um, I guess sleeping a little less, but still sleeping like six, seven, eight hours a night. Um, when you're, t when you're manic, you're like not sleeping at all. You're either not sleeping or you're only sleeping a couple hours a night. So I was definitely hypomanic, not manic. And I was like creating all these lists of things I wanted to do. I had grandiose thoughts and like was really goal oriented, but I never really got anything done. It was like I would start something and not finish it. And so that was fun, but it definitely wasn't like still the most stable. Like I was stable for the most part. I really just had hypomania for a couple of weeks. Um, there's fireworks going off right now. Uh, and in July and August, I did do five episodes of the podcast. So that was great. I, and that contributed to just having more energy and like, being more creative and more mental focus and everything. I kept up with therapy throughout um, July and August. I went through a medication change again because um, I needed less of my one of my um, mood stabilizers because my mood stabilizer one of them is a lot of it's for depression. So I wasn't having depression, so I needed less of it. So I went down on the medication, which was good. I didn't really have much of an, a negative effect from that. Um, and then September came. At the end of August, I decided I wanted to go back to school for a master's and I wanted to get it at 
GCU in Phoenix because I want to go on campus. And so I decided I wanted to move back to Phoenix, but I didn't think I would be able to till like January. So I was going to finish the year out in the trailer in Payson. But then I got an opportunity and my friend said I could move in in September. So I packed up my stuff and moved to Phoenix um, I moved in with my friend in her house and it's been going great. Um, I feel like the move to Phoenix was a good choice for me overall, um, for where I'm at in my life. Like just as far as being younger, there's a lot more young people down here. There's more people to date. There's more activities to do more of a social life. Um, just a lot more things. So I'm really happy I moved down here and, um, I, I did a podcast episode basically recapping my time from September to November and I did talk about my mental health on that a lot and explained what I was going through from September through November so go check out that episode number 22 it's called life is totally kind of crazy and I just go I just basically it's like a confession hour and I just confess everything that I've went through in those couple months. So if you want to know more about my mental health, my mental health started to decline again when I moved. And I talk about that on that podcast episode. So check out number 22. Um, and this time I went to a couple comedy shows. I went out to bars. I like in the past few years didn't go to bars. Like I think I went to the bar three times in the past few few years and I've been to the bar more than that in the past few months um I my roommate from Thailand came and visited in December that was really nice um she lives in California and we met in Thailand we were roommates and so that was great thanks for visiting you know who you are um in September, I relapsed on smoking weed and drank more often, so that was definitely a negative effect on my mental health because I was sober off marijuana for 14 months and was doing really well, and then I kind of had a breakdown and started using again. I went through another medication change between September through December, um, I actually, so my medication change this time was my sleeping meds, so I was not sleeping very much, so I had to go back on the mood stabilizer that makes me sleepy, that I had gotten off at the, towards the springtime, I'd gotten off that, and then um, I had to get back on it for a while, for a couple months, and then I had to get off of that, and I got on a different sleeping medication that I'm taking now, so a couple of med changes during the months of September through December, and that, again, that goes with the seasonal um, bipolar, like, I pretty much every year for the past 11 years, my medication gets adjusted at least once a year, if not two to three, four times a year. And that's why I see my psychiatrist. So I actually quit going to therapy in September because my therapist was in Payson and she does remote, but I wanted to find a new therapist locally and I haven't done that yet. So I quit therapy for the past four months and, but I'm going to start again in January and go see, um, a trauma therapist actually. 
I'll talk about that on another episode, but, um, I had trouble sleeping. Um, I did see my psychiatrist twice, I think during the past few months. And so I've kept up with that. Um, the holidays were really nice. I love spending time with my family and friends. And I went to a few holiday parties. Thanksgiving was wonderful. We had like a bunch of family visiting and it was just great. The food was great. The company was great. Um, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday and I love it because everybody is just happy to, seems happy to just be around each other for the most part, you know. And, um, Christmas parties were great, uh, had a lot of fun at our family party, um, yeah, so the holidays, I was relatively stable, I was, um, you know, I, uh, September and October were kind of rough, but I started leveling out in November, December, I think I've had a little bit of depression over the past month of December, not much, um, Again, it's because less sunlight, it's the winter, and it just, it starts to cycle. So now that this is like my 11th year going through uh, bipolar, I should take that back. I've been bipolar, like I've had it probably most of my life, but since I started treatment over 11 years ago, I've gone through changes every year with the bipolar. So I, this is like my 11th time being in treatment for bipolar and going through winter again. And I think just doing this podcast, I think I've done four or five episodes on depression in total. And I think the more I talk about it, the more not only I become aware of what to like to detect the signs early. And also I, my family has become more aware and more vocal about it. And I've told them like, tell me when you see me doing certain things. And they've definitely been there and reassured me that they notice things and they check on me and always ask how I'm doing. And you know, I'm so lucky to have that kind of support system in my life. I'm so grateful for that because um, not everybody has that. And I think just me being more knowledgeable of myself, being knowledgeable of the seasons, the um, just ha- having an awareness, being aware of where I'm at. And I think um, like that's why I, this past month that, to bring it back to, you know, being a little depressed, like I've been more proactive in doing things that counteract that depression. And so going into next year with being winter, I'm going to continue to be proactive. And that was basically my year, uh, my, how my mental health was this year. So if you feel like you've struggled a lot and you've also had some good times, I mean, that's natural. And I want you to know that if this was a really hard year and there was a lot of downtimes, that it's only making you stronger and it's only preparing you better, making you more aware of your insecurities, your weaknesses, making you more aware of your strengths because during times of um, d- depression during times of struggle and 
obstacles and difficulty, you really learn about how strong and how um, resilient you are. And you get the opportunity to learn perseverance and discipline to get through those hard times. And I just know that, like, I was just telling my friend today that um, God only gives you what you can handle. And I truly believe that he only puts you through exactly what he knows is going to bring you to the next level of yourself and to be the person that you need to be, to be there for your family, for your friends, for your community, excuse me, (laughs) for the greater public, you know, just for the world around you, the person that you need to show up as is going to be tested. It's going to be, um, it's going to, you're going to face trials, you're going to, there's so many things that will come your way that are meant for a reason to bring you into the next chapter, the next era of your life. And so if 2023 was really hard for you, just imagine all these things that have gotten you through this time that are preparing you for just a wonderful year next year. So tell yourself that affirmation that you're going to, you're ready to receive abundance and adventures in 2024. Let's talk about the journal prompts and reflections and goal setting for 2024. Um, well, the, okay. So, okay. One, okay, let's start. The first thing I do is I look at the books I've read and my goal this year was to read 25 books. I read 21 books. So, it didn't quite meet my goal, but I did read um I did read quite a bit this year, but I just stopped reading recently the past few months. Um most of the year I read. And I read for pleasure this year. I listened to some audiobooks, but I read like a lot of physical books. Um, one of my favorite books this year was the Firefly Lane series by Kristen Hanna. It was just a really touching story. And there's that um, show on Netflix about it, but I haven't watched the show yet. But um, yeah, so I just write down the books that I read and kind of like reflect on that, like, hmm, what was I like feeding my brain? What was I putting into my head and my heart this year? Like, what was I reading? And I read a lot of feel good books, but I also read like a crime book. It was my first like crime novel that I've read in like forever. I don't even know. probably ever because I don't read crime stuff but I read The Perfect Marriage by Geneva Rose and it was really good it had a great twist ending and um but yeah just reflecting on the books because like you become what you think about you are your thoughts create your beliefs and create how you think about yourself and how you think about the world And so what you're consuming on a daily basis, what you're reading, looking, you know, taking in, viewing, whether it's audio or whatever it is, is going to become who you are. And it's going to make you either like, I don't know. Okay, so I'll just use this example. A couple of years ago, I was reading a bunch of romantic novels, like a bunch of romance, rom-com novels, a uh, bunch of like, 
um, like, you know, the sexy novels and stuff. And it really made me start fantasizing and romanticizing, um, you know, relationships in life. And, um, it made me like overthink about my situation that I was going through. And it really like made me kind of see reality in a distorted way because I was picturing romance to be one way and it was not that way in my life. And so it kind of like took me out, uh, like made me think way too much about these things. So the next year I was like, okay, I'm not doing any romance. I'm focusing on, you know, other things and all that. So I just want to say it is good to reflect on what you're consuming every year. And yeah, so write down the books that you read. The next one, the next journal prompt is, um, well, okay. Oh, my three to 10 greatest happenings of the year. So my three to 10 greatest happenings of 2023. And I say three to 10 because most people can probably think of 10 good things that happened in the year or 10 things that they're proud of that they accomplished in the year. But some people that might seem like a lot, it might seem like a stretch. Um, you'd be surprised how much you can do in a year. But so I say three to 10, because if you can only think of three things, like that's great. You thought of three things, you reflected, you were proud of three things in your year. And that's a great thing. You know, if you have nothing else, at least you have those few things that you did. Um, for me, I just wrote down a few that I'm proud of accomplishments this year. One of them was staying in therapy for three quarters of the year. And I went to therapy every other, every other week for th- almost the, you know, for most of the year. I continuously saw my psychiatrist and took my medication as prescribed for the most part. There was a period where I was taking an old medication anyway, but for the most part, I took my medication and I saw my doctor uh, regularly, like pretty much every other month. Um, I was proud of myself for going paddleboarding eight months of the year, so I I paddleboarded between April to November, and I went a bunch of times, and I'm really proud of myself, and it, it's one of my greatest happenings of the year because... Um, it's just something I love doing. Um, and then also another thing was doing 25 episodes of the podcast. I'm literally getting the 25th one done today, last day of the year, but I did it and I'm so proud of myself. Oh, and I mean, okay, I did 15 episodes this year, but combined with the 10 last year, it brings the podcast to 25. So, um, and the next journal prompt is who were my greatest influences of the year? So who influenced you in 2023? Was it a coworker? Was it a mentor? Was it a family member? Was it your neighbor? Was it a friend, like your best friend? Or like it can be anybody. Um, it could be a coach, a teacher. Who was like the greatest influence on you this year? Like who did you spend your time with the most? Who lifted you up and encouraged you, who helped you reach new goals, um, who was your biggest support system, like, ask yourself who, you know, who was really um, there for you this year, and who influenced you for the better, and the other side of this is that you could have, reflect on this, and be like, wow, my greatest influence was actually somebody that I 
don't really want to be like and somebody that I don't want to spend time with and like you're like I spent way too much time with this person or the time that I did spend even though it was little they had a really negative impact on my mental health or my emotional health and um it could you know it doesn't have to be a bad thing but you can be like wow one of my greatest influences of the year was actually a negative person so what does that say about me and how my year went and what do I want to do differently next year like who do I want to hang out with next year so think about the people that made an impact in your life this year and think about how you want that to either stay the same or look different next year the next journal prompt is the smartest decision I made in 2023 and this might seem like I don't know it might seem silly maybe, but we make decisions, you know, all throughout the year. Most of the time we aren't thinking about the decisions we make. Most of them are just minute decisions every day. But what is something that it could be something you decided to do and kept doing throughout the year? It could be a decision about like for me moving, like moving was probably my smartest decision of the year. Um, it could be um, about getting a new job, or it could be about quitting a bad habit. Quitting a bad habit is a very smart decision. It could really be about anything. So think about what was the best thing, dis- choice that you made for yourself in 2023. The next journal prompt is the biggest risk you took in 2023. So um, this kind of goes along with the smartest decision you could have it could be the same answer for the biggest risk and the smartest decision sometimes for me it is um but it could also be something that like you just put yourself out there it could be whether you risk like going meeting new people at a party or maybe you went on a solo trip or maybe you tried a new class or um, joined a Facebook group of you know new people or what was a risk you took in 2023 we all did things we all sacrificed something or had to make choices to you know whether our life was going to get better or worse all right the last group of journal prompts these are things you can choose to do one of them or choose to do all of them um and also you can i say one to three things so i write down three things for each of these categories but you can write down just one thing one two or three things for each of these categories so the first one is things i need to do less of next year so look back and see what are some things you did this year that you you know were bad habits or negative things maybe it was that you know person that influenced you that was you need to hang out with them less next year um just in general like things you want to do less of maybe you want to Uh, be less busy or maybe you want to like not fill your plate so much and stress yourself out so much or maybe you want to do less uh, screen time on the phone or less watching so much tv whatever it is what do you one to three things you want to do less of next year the next one is one to three things you want to do more of next year so again look back on your year 
what were your greatest influences what were your choices what what are you most proud of like what were the things that filled your cup this year what were the highlights of this year and do you want to do more of those next year most likely you do so plan which one to three things you want to do more of the next one is one to three things you need to stop doing all together next year so this kind of goes along with the doing less of they're pretty much interchangeable but um instead of doing less you're going to stop doing it so this would be where you would look at your bad habits and or look at you know relationships maybe there's a relationship you need to set boundaries on and just stop participating in it and all together um yeah so things you need to stop doing the last journal prompt the last one to three things is one to three goals I'm going to accomplish in the next year so one to three goals you're going to try to achieve in 2024 and I if you can make one goal and just set that as your main goal and just work towards that every day just a little bit every day like you're probably going to achieve it you know within a few months maybe six months maybe nine months but you're going to get it done and then you're going to be like wow I achieved my one goal for the year so I like to push myself I set three goals three to four goals for each year and because I'm a big goal-oriented person and I like to achieve and accomplish things so I'm but I'm going to set just three big goals for next year but what what do you um you know send us an email totally kind of okay at gmail.com and let us know what are you thinking about um doing for next year what are your plans your goals your ambitions your intentions what's your word for the year I usually do a word for the year my word for 2023 was work I think I can't remember I should know this um but every year I pick a word because I'm like okay I want to center my year around like focus what am I doing that is meaningful and is this working towards the the way I want to feel and that's why I like to do the journal prompts and do the reflecting because it gives you insight into like how did that really make you feel this year like when you achieved that when you made that decision when you took that risk how did that make you feel and how do you want to feel next year compared to how you felt this year and yeah that's it for journal prompts I hope that helps you I hope you could do a couple of them um I'm gonna be doing all of them I haven't done them yet but I'm gonna be doing them within the next week so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, that's pretty much it for the podcast. I did want to mention a couple companies I partner with. The first one is Element Electrolytes. That's L-M-N-T Electrolytes. They are the best electrolytes out there. They have no dyes, no added sugar, no artificial flavor sweeteners, and no additives. They come in many flavors that are sweetened by stevia. My favorite is raspberry, but I also love watermelon during the summer although it's winter right now, but I love raspberry and citrus and watermelon. I mean, they're all good. You can't go wrong. Get a variety pack, but um, use my link in the show notes to get your first purchase. And then if you subscribe to a package, then you can also get your own referral link and use that to get free boxes when you refer people. So use my link and then get yourself set up on a subscription. 
and you can get free boxes by referring other people. And I, I literally, I'm drinking my electrolytes right now. They're the best. They keep me hydrated. They help with muscle fatigue. They help with sleep. They help with my mood. They're just literally like a godsend. <laughs> Life saving. So another company I want to mention is a high yield savings account. It's called Wealthfront. Wealthfront. They're the best way to save your money by earning a high amount of interest on it is unlike traditional savings accounts where you might only earn 0.01 or 0.02 percent interest, you can accrue up to 0.5 percent interest every month with Wealthfront. And you can do this by using my link in the show notes to sign yourself up, start a savings cash account today, and earn 0.5 percent for three months if you use my link. And then after that, you can get your own link to send to other people, and you can continue getting. 0.5% every, for every time somebody uses for three months. So if you refer someone every three months, you get that 0.5% for the next three months. But otherwise, after that, it goes down to 0.45%, which is really high. I think Wealthfront has the highest uh, percent interest out there for high yield savings accounts. And the best part is there's no background check, no credit check, no minimum deposit required. So again, go to the link in my show notes for that uh, referral so you can get the 0.5% interest for three months. All right, real quick, our affirmation, we're just going to repeat it three times. It is, I am ready for the adventures and abundance I will experience in 2024. Let's say that three more times so that we can really cement that and set that intention for the new year. Okay, I am ready for the adventures and abundance I will experience in 2024. I'm ready for the adventures and abundance I will experience in 2024. I'm ready for the adventures and abundance I will experience in 2024. I hope 2023 was a good year or at least a trial year, a year of learning, a year of expanding, growing, getting to know yourself, getting deeper, learning about the world around you, learning how to manage your emotions, um, healing yourself, going through the, going through the motions and getting over it and becoming a better person because you let yourself feel things, you let yourself, um, work on your daily habits, like whatever you did this year, I'm just proud of you. I'm proud of you for, you know, the days that you didn't think were that great or the days where you didn't want to do something, but you got up anyway, you took a shower, you went to work or you called somebody or, you know, maybe you did the dishes, whatever it is, like just doing, getting up and facing the day every day is something to be proud of. And if you can just work on one goal at a time and just make small improvements on a daily basis, just 1% better each day. If you do 1% better each day, you're going to be over 300% better by the end of next year. And I just want to encourage you that you are meant to feel good. You are meant to enjoy life. You are meant to have adventures and have abundance and have great relationships. Those things are in your capacity. They are God given to you on this earth because you're human. You're human. You're supposed to experience the highs and the lows and the lows only make the highs that much better. And I just like, 
it's so important that you know that life is for you. These challenges, whatever this year brought you, was for you. It's for creating a stronger version of yourself for next year. And I just think next year is going to be such a good year of health and growth and um, achieving things. I mean, this is all that what I hope for the next year. But I think for everybody, it's going to be a great year. We've had so many trials and tribulations over the past few years, lost people, lost jobs, the economy was bad, just so much crap has happened for the past few years, you know, sickness and everything. And I think things happen in three years. I think three years was a very hard period and I think it can only get better next year. I'm very hopeful that next year is going to be a positive year. It's going to be one of expansion. I want you to expand in 2024. I want you to feel like you're reaching your potential and feel like you feel good about yourself and feel good about your life. And that's what I try to do here on this podcast. So I hope you got something out of this. Thanks for being here today and supporting this podcast. I want you to know that this podcast is not about me. It's uh, about helping people who are struggling with their mental health. This podcast is for people who are in a tough place and need guidance and for their family and friends of people affected by mental health issues to get through it and to learn um, healthy tools and habits that they can use to improve their own mental health and to help the their family members around them. Our mission is to help people and families who've had experiences like mine know they're not alone in their struggles and to teach them what I did to get better. Please rate this show five stars and give it a follow on Spotify. Click the share button and send it to a friend or post it to your social media. I would love it if you shared this with someone who you think could use a little inspiration for the next year. And if you just share it on your story, that would be great so we can get the word out because we really want to help improve, you know, millions of people's mental health through this podcast. And the only way I can do that is by you sharing it. So thank you for doing so. Email us totallykindofokay at gmail.com. You can also ask us to discuss the topic you're interested in. And follow me on Instagram, Tiffany Joy Bankhead, for more of my daily life and more of my experiences with mental health. I love you guys and have a very happy new year. And I hope 2024 is the best year yet to come.